Welcome back to tonight's second intermission report. Merrimack hosting Providence this afternoon. Hockey East action and joining us here, actually chatting before the game, Mike Logan. He is the play-by-play broadcaster for Providence on both TV and radio. And uh, first of all, Mike, of course, it's been a year like no other. It's been, uh, you know, an awful lot of having to be flexible, having to adjust to the situation and so on. Uh, how have you seen it from your standpoint and also from the Friars? Well, I mean, personally, it's, it's an interesting approach. You don't find out who the opponent is until Monday night, maybe Tuesday. Uh, it obviously impacts the prep a little bit, but you know what? I'm just happy the games are getting played. Uh, I really felt at the beginning of the year, uh, you know, if 20, 22 games could be played, it would be a pretty good year. As far as Providence, they had a slow start. They dealt with uh, three separate bouts of COVID um, pretty much October into November. So that pushed some things back. They opened up against BC. Uh, they got outscored 12 nothing. Nate Lehman then left with the World Juniors. Uh, and I thought Ron Ralston did a wonderful job, brought the guys together. Uh, they got their first win at Lowell on a Sunday. And uh, I think this is a pretty good team that's only getting better as the year goes. And one of the keys, it seems, especially recently, is we've seen the emergence of Jackson Stauber in goal, the transfer from Minnesota State, who, uh, you know, I know that a, a lot was uh, hoped for, you know, that he'd be able to 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 be able to step in and, and do that at some point this year. But it seems like, especially lately, he's playing even better than, than maybe folks thought that he would be able to. Yeah, I mean, he certainly, the first game he played was the low game, Mike, and I thought he looked very poised out of the gate and he's gotten better he's got more confidence obviously with his pedigree um, you know goaltending kind of runs in the family if you will Uh, but he's been great uh, and the, the defense really likes playing in front of him as you'll see today he loves to play the puck uh, he's probably the best puck-handling goaltender that I've seen in my time at Providence, and it makes it a lot easier in his own end. It's a great advertisement, too, I think, for the, for the transfer rule, right? And I know there's been a lot of talk about you know, maybe relaxing that rule so players might be able to play right away. But, you know, I mean, he's stuck in a situation there in Minnesota State where, you know, behind basically, you know, an all-American caliber goaltender, is he going to be able to play as much as he wants to play, deserves to play, and he's able to come here to Providence and do that? Yeah, and, you know, that was basically what he said. He loved everything about Minnesota State. He's a Minnesota kid. And, unfortunately, he gets stuck behind a kid, as you said, who's been playing out of of this world. So I like that. I also like the ability that maybe he gets an additional year, so instead of what would be three years at Providence, maybe he becomes a, a four-year kid. Um, but he's been a great fit. I mean, Nate Lehman's a one-goaltender guy. He's ridden one goaltender ever since he's come to Providence, and really most of his career at Union. So when you saw Martinson and you saw Malo Hill uh, at the start of the year, you knew it was going to one of the guys is going to have to win the job, and that's uh, what Stauber's done. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Nate Lehman going to the World Junior Tournament, coaching that team to a gold medal, tremendous feather in his cap. Um, have you seen that translate, I guess, in anything as the staff has come back to Providence? You know, are there things they gained from that experience that have helped them here? I don't know. You know, it's interesting. Since coming back, both he and Teresa have been really more concerned about Providence. I think the thing that gets lost in the World Juniors, I think it's a neat thing that the last time he, Steve Miller, and Chris Mayout were on a bench together, they won a national title against BU. Uh, And you throw in Teddy Donato, uh, I mean, that was a great staff. And I thought it was interesting, Nate made a comment during the World Juniors, the staff was able to say what needed to be said. You know, that there was a great trust with it. Um, And, uh, you know, it's a wonderful thing. 
Mike, how do you think the playoffs are going to work out here in hockey? You've got teams playing uh, different numbers of games. Is there a way that's going to be effective to get this playoff uh, system up and running? I think ultimately, John, what it's going to be is points percentage. I think that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, there's a lot of in- inequalities. Strength of schedule is not going to be the same. Teams aren't going to have the same amount of games. I know one of the rumors is that it's all going to be single elimination, and I like that as well. I know they've talked a lot about maybe getting it all done in 10 days. And you know what? You mentioned flexibility, Mike. If there's every year to do that, why not do it? Uh, you know, you look at a team like BU that's got off to a great start, but only seven or eight games. You know what I mean? And uh, Providence today will be their 17th game and only UMass has played more so there's too much inequality I think and you know the points percentage is now part of the standings I think they're going to weigh on that a lot and you also have this situation where you know teams have to shut down for a week or two or what have you and it certainly affects them I mean we saw you you mentioned Providence's first couple of games against Boston College and a, a BC team that that had already been playing for a while and then Providence has, has a you know a, a tough time in those couple of games but then and they write the ship, and obviously they're playing very well right now. UMass Lowell off for almost a month, goes up against UMass last weekend, gets shut out twice, you know, trying to bounce back from that. It's tough when this happens. Well, look at Northeastern right now. Northeastern was off for a good chunk, three weeks. They haven't looked like the same team. Uh, you know, they've lost two out of the gate. They've got a tough game against UMass. Maine and Vermont, they're going to be two-plus weeks without any practice, any games. Um, and again, it's... It's not easy to stop the season at this point of the year. Usually this is where teams are starting to build and starting to get better. Um, and I, I think there's too many inequalities both in the league and also nationally that I think this year you just got to kind of go with however it goes. If you make something, be grateful for it because it's more games to play. Well, before we let you go, obviously we're seeing Providence today. We'll see them tomorrow as well. We're looking forward to your call of the game tomorrow as well. Um, but who who has really impressed you, jumped out at you uh, among this Friar roster this season, guys, that maybe somebody who's taken another step or one of the freshmen who's really uh, come in and made an impact? We talked about Jackson Stauber, I'm sure. He would have been one of them. But anybody else that we should keep our eye on? Well, unfortunately, a couple of guys that have been really good aren't playing. Uh, you know, Providence is without Max Crozier. Max has had a very good sophomore season. Uh, the Friars are without Matt Koopman, who has really had a good junior year. Chase Yoder, number 17, a freshman. He was on the development program, played with Brett Burrard. He had been centering Needham and Koopman. That had really been their best line game in and game out. Um, you know, those guys are going. Moynihan and Barard, they're continuing to improve. Uh, Tice Thompson, he had been snake-bitten a little bit. Uh, he scored the last game against UNH. Uh, but, you know, night in and night out, he's probably their best player. All right, Mike, thanks. We certainly appreciate it. Always good to see you in the Friars. Wish you guys best of luck this weekend and going forward as well. And hopefully we we'll get get chance to see you down the road. But more importantly, stay safe and stay healthy. All right, Mike, same to you. Thank you. That's Mike Logan, the play-by-play voice of the Providence Friars. We'll be back with more right after this. This is Warrior Hockey.